Well, good morning and welcome everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another class for the servingrealestateinvestors.com podcast, Substack, webinar series, whatever we're doing. And this one is about give your investors a plan to follow. Kind of an unusual topic, I think, for a lot of folks who hadn't really thought about this before, but I think you're going to like this one. I think it's a it's an important thing to think about. It's an important thing to do and uh, important enough, at least, that I'm going to do a mini class on it. So let's jump right into it. All right. So give them a vision. So when you're teaching your real estate investor classes, I think it's important. I think it's critically important that you don't just teach them little tiny pieces, that you don't just teach them, this is how you talk to a tenant. I think it's important for you to put out in front of them an entire plan. You know, another way to, I, I, I have, I'll probably get to this, but I'll, I'll cover it right now. One of the things that I think is your job is your job is to anticipate all of the things that are going to be potential problems, things that are going to be difficult for your folks to do, to achieve, to overcome, to, that are going to frustrate them. And for you to solve those things, for you to grease the chute, for you to make it easier, for you to reduce friction, for you to take out some of the objections, any objections that you can, for you to make it easier, faster, less risky, and just like uh, clear, add clarity for that. And part of what that means to me is giving them an easy to follow vision of the future. I think it's hard for many people, to connect the dots moving forward, to anticipate things that are going to happen in the future. And maybe this is a special power. Maybe this is my superpower, right? I am, uh, when you take those uh, strength finder tests, I think one of the things I'm in there is like futuristic or future planner, whatever they call it. But I think one of them is being able to anticipate and see the future. And so this may be hard for you. It may be, or it may be super easy for you. Like it is for me. It is, it's easy for me to kind of like, anticipate the future and see the future and predict things, right? But for, and, and I'm not right all the time, but to, to be able to actually put myself out there and to see what it would look like in the future and to kind of plan around that. Um, so maybe that's easy for you. And you're like, James, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Uh, but then there are some of you that are like, yeah, this is really hard. And I can totally see why you'd want to do this for your people because not everybody is able to connect the dots and show how you get from A to B and B is where they want to be, okay? So in teaching classes of real estate investors, I think it's critically important that you outline a plan and you teach the plan. You don't just teach every step on the plan. You teach a step on the plan, but you show them how this gets them from A to B, okay? Uh, the, the analogy I like to use is you wouldn't just randomly start throwing up lumber without having a blueprint to build a house, and so you don't just show up to a class and teach them, okay, here's how you enter in the ARV into a spreadsheet. No, it is, look, we want to get you to the point where you own a certain number of rental properties that have a certain amount of passive cash flow coming in where you can now be financially independent. You no longer need to work anymore. So let's work backwards from where you want to be and look at what that's going to take. How many properties will you need? How much money will you need? So how many properties will that mean? Are they going to be free and clear? Are they going to have loans on them? How are you going to acquire that many properties based on your current income? And so thinking through all these problems and showing them that, and then as you teach classes, bringing back what you're teaching them 
to how that gets them to where they need to be is really important. You want to have that whole plan in place in your mind. Now, sometimes the plan is not an exact fit for them, but it's better than not having a plan at all. So not everybody is going to do 10 nomads, but that tends to be the plan that I throw up and I show them how to get to 10 nomad properties and I show them what the results would be. And sometimes people look at the results and they're like, I need twice as much as that. Or sometimes they're like, I only need one third of that. And they can adjust their plan from there. But it's easier to adjust the plan. It's it's easier to edit a blueprint than it is to create a blueprint from scratch. It's easy when you see the blueprint there for you to remove the garage and say, I don't need a garage. Let's just cross this whole thing out. And I can sort of figure out what I need to do in order to fix that. Versus saying, okay, now, okay, you need one without a garage. Go ahead. Here's a blank blueprint. Go ahead and build that from scratch. A lot easier to give them something they work from and then change. Part of your role, in my opinion, is for you to give them the blueprint. You want to give them the outline that says, in our marketplace, if you go buy 10 properties over this number of years, this is how much income you would need to have. This is what your debt to income ratio would look like. This is how much you need in down payments. Excuse me for one second. I'm going to cough. Okay, I'm back. This is how much you need in down payment. This is how you're going to get the down payment. And it's, it's, it's okay, in my opinion, if you have like a class that shows a variation on the blueprint, you're like, okay, look, if you have a hard time coming up with down payments, let's show you a lease option strategy where we use the Nomad in conjunction with you getting lease option fees from people on properties you're moving out of, and then we use that. That's how you do it. You kind of like give them a standard blueprint, and then you deviate from the blueprint to show them what's different and how they can overcome things. You overcome objections by dealing with the blueprint that you had and changing the blueprint to meet somebody. You know, you tell them, look, in order to do the standard blueprint, you need to be making whatever it is, you know, $90,000 a year in your marketplace, $150,000 a year, whatever it ends up being. You need to make this amount of money. You need to have, you know, this amount of debt to income. You need to, this will be the speed that you're acquiring. These are the types of properties you need to buy. This is what it looks like for you. And someone in the back of the room raises their hand and says, hey, look, I only make $50,000 a year. Okay, great. We're going to do a class for you. Then you do the $50,000 a year version of that class where you have them get roommates or all the different ways to solve that problem. You know, buy cheaper houses, buy condos instead of single family homes. Um, you know, get roommates to be able to use the rent from your roommates to qualify for the loans. Uh, save up more, don't put 5% down, put 25% down. But do these variations and show them a plan that does work for them because they're not the only one that has that problem. They're like the, the, the typical kind of like sample from your pool of people that are going to be listening to your stuff and coming to, come to classes who are like unwilling to raise their hand and say, hey, I don't make enough money either. I don't make 50,000, I make 57,000. Or I have this other debt that I've got so that my effective income is really not $100,000 a year because I have alimony or palimony or whatever the other monies are. Um, my real income is closer to 70. So it's even though I make 100, I really like have 70. And so I need a plan that's closer to the 50 than it is closer to the 100 or whatever your version of that is. I think you need to be a leader. You need to provide them structure and goals to strive for. They may choose to have their own goals, which is totally fine. And we want to encourage them to have whatever goals they want. But you don't want the excuse to be, 
I don't see a clear path. You want to give them a clear path. You want to give them a vision and let them adjust the vision to be whatever they have. Some will have their own vision. Most people will not, and they will need one. And so you want to give them a vision. And maybe their vision isn't a good fit for them. Maybe the vision you're putting out in front of them is not, is not good for them. You know, they want to do fix and flips. And your plan is whatever it is. You can either do a class where you teach the fix and flip version and give them a vision that kind of like helps them get there and clarify things. And maybe sometimes they do fix and flips to be down payments to buy the nomad strategy or some other strategy where you're doing that. Um, but sometimes it, that won't be your vision. They'll say, no, I really want to do crypto. Or I really want to invest in Beanie Babies or whatever, right? And you, you should not expect your vision to be the best version of your vision day one. If you go look back at old classes, my vision was not good, right? Like my, my ability to explain these concepts, my ability to lay this out, to anticipate the concerns was amateurish because I was an amateur. I did not have the skills. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the reps in order to get good at doing this. And that that improves over time. Each time you make a class, you teach the class, you get feedback. People listen to it after the fact, you get feedback. You're out showing houses, you're talking to clients, you're you know, doing loans, you're doing tax returns, you're getting feedback on what's important, what's not important, what is working, what's not working. You take all that back in and six months later when you kind of teach a variation on that class or an updated version, or you kind of break out one section, you're gonna teach a little chunk, you take what you learn, you improve on it and you iterate. And you get better over time. You improve on the vision over time. You know, move beyond buying and selling an individual property to achieving financial independence by following these steps, which include buying and selling properties or optimizing properties or thinking about these different parts of the strategy. And you want to be the person who's helpful, not just with filling out the contract, not just with, you know, getting qualified with the lender or how do you see properties, but now it steps back to, okay, this is one step in the big overall plan of getting you to financial independence using real estate as one of the mechanisms. So how do we get you there? How do we help you do that? And then show how the step that you're covering fits into the entire vision. And you don't need to be overt about this. You don't need to like step back and say, look, this piece fits into this whole thing that I'm trying to teach you how to do. You could be really subtle with it right? You can tell them about how this helps them achieve the end goal, tie it back subtly to the end goal of being financially dependent or getting to your 10 rental properties. So this helps you kind of do this. You don't, it's, this is not an over the top in your face sort of thing. Although maybe you could do it. I mean, if your personality is that, maybe that is what you do, but it doesn't have to be. It can be very subtle. Okay. All right. So my shared vision. Often for me, I was showing them how to achieve financial independence utilizing the nomad strategy. That was sort of my go-to core plan. And I compare everything to that vision. If it was better or worse or different. So I would compare fix and flips to nomad. I would compare fix and flips to owning rental properties. I would compare nomad to owning rental properties. I would compare doing nomad to buying free and clear properties. But a lot of times I was comparing everything back to the main plan so that they could see, look, there's two paths in the wood, probably a hundred, but there's two paths in the wood. You could either go this nomad route 
and this is what it looks like for you. Or you could save up and put 100% down, buy properties free and clear, ignore all the you know, the lending stuff that's going on, the really high interest rates or whatever you've got going on there. And this is the difference in results. In our marketplace, it would take you, whatever it is, 23 months more to save up and be buy free and clear properties to get the financial independence. And people are like, what? It's only two years more to not do leverage? And Dave Ramsey would approve? You know, you go and you do like these variations and you show the comparisons and you make it interesting and you show them how to improve on their nomad strategy. Look, if we could get you just $100 more in rent, how would that change you getting the financial independence using the nomad strategy, using our current market conditions? And I tend to use things like the speed to financial independence, how many months it took them to be financially independent, their standard of living, how much passive income they have coming in when they are financially independent. And then measures of risk. Debt to income is one really common example. What is their DTI as they implement this plan? But there's other ones. You know, debt to net worth. Debt to their account balance. Um, months of reserves. So there's all these other measures of risk that we can look at and we can compare and say, look, doing this strategy is much riskier than this strategy if we measure risk this way. And we talk about that. And we help them understand pros and cons and make better decisions. Okay. So the Nomad book, as an example, and a lot of the classes is what I'm talking about. When you go look at those, you will see how I lay out the vision. And I've definitely gotten better over time. And I definitely will still make mistakes and I will improve. And I will realize, oh, this was a dead end. I probably shouldn't explain it this way. I should explain it this other way. But then once you have the plan laid out in front of them and you've helped them see what the vision is, and they've adjusted their own version of it, invite them to join you on the journey. Okay, they will always, they can always change later. I, I use this as an example. Look, we're not getting married. You don't need to commit to me for 10 properties. We're not doing the nomad strategy where you need to decide today that you're buying 10. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you, look, I'm showing you what this looks like if you go to 10. But you may not like it. You may decide after doing one that this is horrible. I'm no way I'm doing this. Let's get you your first property. But keep in mind that we may want to do a second property or third property or a 10th property. And let's not do something with the first one that will limit our ability to do additional ones should you decide to do that. Let's buy the right first property now. You can always stop. You can always change your mind. There's no commitment to me. You're not signing up to buy 10. And that becomes a very low risk first step to help people on their journey. You give them the vision and you help them take the next step in their journey, whatever that is for them. They don't have down payment. Let's get you a down payment. Then you can decide, I'm going to do this nomad thing. I'm going to just buy a property to live in. I don't really care about doing real estate investing anymore. I'm going to save up 20% down. I'm going to buy investment properties. I'm going to pay 100% down. I'm going to buy free and clear investment properties. I'm going to do this lease option thing. Whatever it is, let's help you on your whatever your next step is on the journey. And when you have the journey laid out, you can very clearly see what the next steps are. You know, oh, look, I got to, the next step is to buy another, another property. But in order to do that, I need to help improve my credit score or, you know, build up a down payment or, you know, get rid of some of these, I don't know, credit blemishes or whatever it is. Like all those different things you need to do. Help them, invite them on the journey with you and then help them achieve the next step for them. They can always change it later. All right, so that's all I got for you. Hopefully you've enjoyed this kind of like discussion about giving them a plan and helping them see the vision 
and do that. You know, there's that there's that famous biblical saying, which I'm sure um not using it correctly, but uh, without a vision, the people perish, right? You want to give them something to look forward to, to plan so that they have something they're striving to achieve, whatever that happens to be. And they can choose whatever that is. But I think part of your role as a leader and helping them is to give them that vision. All right. Have a great day, everybody. This has been James Orr. Bye-bye for now.